if it was a simple thing to, to just give you like, do this, this, and this, and you're done, then this would be over. But we're more complicated than that. We have, we have past histories. We have toxic relationships. We have um, unfulfilled dreams. We have all sorts of things going on that are competing with this proof that I am enough or you are enough, right? And we're all going through that. But I think the nice thing, and we can take solace in this, is that we're all kind of going through it together. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Hey, podcast people. Who you are is enough. That's what we're talking about today. We're going to get into it and we're going to talk about this idea, this concept. And actually the talk that kind of led us up to this was somewhat brief, but very like powerful and on point. And we just kind of, once we got there, we're like, no, this is it. Let's talk about this. Let's just get into it. And the title, it's interesting because when we came up with the title, I was like, uh, maybe we need to think about it. Maybe we need to do more. We need to, and it's like, no, no, you need, that's enough. Like, and, and this is a, I think a challenging concept. And I think everybody faces this, but what if who you are right now is enough? What if everything is enough and you don't need to dress it up? You don't need to do anymore. You don't need to, you know, get all this stuff in place to make it right, to make it perfect. And maybe all of that dressing up is kind of excuses and it's distracting you and it's actually taking you away from what's possible. So Evan, I'm going to pass it on to you because <laughs> I mean, I feel like you got some things to say too. Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, once, once you sort of struck on the whole, the whole, just, you know, the kind of the phrasing of, of being enough, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm on board. I'm massively on board. Um, I've talked many times before about, you know, like I'm, I'm, you know, we both come from an, from acting backgrounds, um, you know, and I studied a, a technique called Meisner technique and I learned how to teach it and, and I do teach it and I love it. Um, and one of the, uh, the big reasons why I love doing it, and this is usually something that I, I kind of let let slip to some of my students a little bit later on after after we've had a few classes together um, is to say that you know what I love about this work that we're doing and that we're engaged in is for me it's the practice and recognition that who we are is enough um, so I mean we can we can we I'll unpack that a little bit just because um, it requires it and I also think that you know, we are way of the artist and, and we love to use uh, the arts um, as sort of a lens for 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 life and, uh, and and taking that sort of some of these philosophies that we discover through creativity, through artistry um, and 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 expand that. Um, so let's do that in this moment. So essentially, you know, one of the, the big things about what I work with in actors um, is really about teaching them how to get present it, like in and this is something that you know it's it's thrown around a lot um, you know 
about like you got to be more present and it's like well how the how the fuck do you you be more present and you know there are different mindfulness techniques and in many ways what i teach is uh, resembles a lot of those things um but in essence it's a it's kind of a a process and a, and a method for actors to interact with each other um, in a way that is very present, that in itself is a, a continual recognition of what's going on from moment to moment to moment to moment. And uh, it's, a, it's a really beautiful, lovely kind of practice, and it seems kind of bizarre just to, just to watch it. Um, but the thing that ultimately starts to, to unravel and become apparent as you continue on with the training and as you start to move into the acting with scenes and performance, um, you start to realize that so many of the problems that, that most actors uh, face, the, the kinds of, of problems that actors are plagued with, ones that I know I was plagued with for a long time of, you know, obviously you want to be great. You want it. You want to be brilliant. You want to have, have, give great performances. Um, but trying to, in the past, trying to do that in a very kind of controlled um, method. I have certain ideas about what I think should happen or what I would like to do in the scene and stuff that I think might be impactful and and you know, and, and kind of throw me into that stratosphere of, of something amazing. Uh, and for the most part, it, you know, sometimes it worked, but more often than not, I was going home from class or from whatever performance it was feeling, just feeling like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Like, there's, there's this place that I'm trying to get to, this place that I feel within myself, that is there for me as a performer and I'm, and that I've maybe touched on for, for brief moments. And, and, but how do I, how do I be in that space? And it was really through only, um, learning to be in that present space and through this practice of, you know, of, you know, my sort of method and way into it was this thing called Meisner, but, it was something that really showed me that like who I am is enough, who the other person across from me is, is enough. And whatever is going on between us right now is enough. It's everything that we need. And when we could simply just be in that space of trust and openness and listening and attention, all of these incredible things happened all of these beautiful, incredible things happen. The performance kind of these great performances and not just within myself, but within the work that I was seeing with my, my, uh, my fellow classmates was just so incredible. It was just so amazing to watch. It was so alive. It was so rich. Um, there were things that, that were just so surprising and, and that comes from that space of, of, of feeling like you're enough, of trusting the moment, being so present, it takes care of a lot of the issues that we have. And I'm going to turn it over to you because I've been talking a lot and I, I feel like I'm rambling at this point. So I'm going to turn it over to you to, to, to spin this off in some direction, but I feel like that can, can start heading us off into a direction and how this might apply a little bit more universally. 
Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you bringing in the, the acting side of it because I'm thinking about that part of it. You know, acting has been a very big part of my life and it's it's challenging because acting makes you face so much of yourself to, to do it and to try to have a career at it, to try to succeed at it. Um, you know, people who are actors who continue to do it and continue to audition and put themselves out there. I mean, I just like applaud everybody who does it because it's such a, it's such a challenging career because, you know, you're, you're, you're your own product and you're trying to, you're trying to market and sell it and perform with it and do all these things. And it's kind of a microcosm of life though. Like, like, you know, um, I think we have ways of kind of trying to avoid having to look at ourselves. And I think, um, people take their dreams and they take their bigger ambitions and they kind of put them to the side. So if you don't think about them, you don't have to, you don't have to deal with it. You don't have to face that. But if something's really important to you, I think what happens is you start to think, am I enough? Do I have what it takes? Do I have the skill? Do I have the knowledge, the ability? Um, and I think that comes not just with acting, but I think that comes with just what everything, you know, maybe you're an inventor, maybe you're trying to create something, maybe you're trying to build a business. Um, I think this whole thing of like, am I enough is something that anyone who's trying to go for what they want has to deal with. And I think that the, the problem is we, we think that we can control something that is not controllable. And we try to do this dance and play this game to try and make it controllable. And it just isn't. And it drives us crazy and it makes us neurotic, you know? Um, relationships are like that too. It's like, you have to accept, if you want to have a happy, fulfilled life, if you want to be able to go for whatever it is you want, you have to accept at some point that you are enough as you are. Because you can't, and, and I don't like this word can't, but you literally are not going to experience love from another person or from any, any outside form, even from really inside yourself. Because if you don't see yourself as enough, you're never going to be able to experience that because being enough is self-acceptance and self-acceptance, I think is the cornerstone. It's like the key, like seed or the key ingredient, you know, to, to growth, to flourishing, to like seeing what's possible. And I think that if you want to use this analogy, when you're just a seedling, you know, you're under the dirt and the muck and nobody gives a shit about you because no one can see you and nobody cares. You got to trust that that seed that's you, that's growing in the dirt, that's, that's soaking up the nutrients, that it's got something beautiful inside it. And it might, you might not see that today, but you got to like trust that you have that inside of you. And if you just do the things you need to do, that that seedling that you are may grow into this beautiful, beautiful thing that everybody could see. But if you're doing it so that you can grow into what everyone could see, that's kind of the problem. Because it's kind of at the end of the day, really. You need to be like, if you're a seedling or if you're this beautiful flower or tree or whatever the heck you grow into, both are just equally enough. They're equally good enough as they are. And you also have to understand, I want to take this analogy one step further, that when you're the seedling, all you want to be is the flower. But when you're the flower, the flower has a whole bunch of new demands that the seedling never saw. 
And so the problems of the seed never really go away with the, 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 the flower, you know, like, but you think that when you become the flower, you know, or you think when you morph from, I'll use another analogy from the caterpillar to the butterfly, you think you've solved the problem, but that's you and you will always be with you. And you're not going to like transform and then suddenly be enough. Like you're going to have the same feeling. So wherever you are, I think that the key thing is you got to be like, okay, well, I am enough as I am. How to get there? Probably more difficult than just saying, do it. <laughs> and that's what we're going to get into. But maybe that analogy helps kind of set the tone for what we're trying to do here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Okay. Well, okay. one other thing, Evan, you said yeah. moment, moment to moment. And, and that's maybe, I want to make sure I mention this. Whatever moment you're in, whatever the moment is, as long as it's honest and truthful, you can work with that. But when you're deceiving the moment, when you're trying to put on to the moment, when you're trying to make the moment more than it is or something else, you don't get the, the, the richness of what it can be. You rob it of something. And I think that's the kind of the key thing is like not feeling like you're not enough as this is, as this moment is, robs it of something that it really has. And I think that's kind of the, the thing that I kind of want to set forth as a premise, you know, in this conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something that's um, becoming, you know, really evident about this conversation for me is, you know, like, let's, and this is something that you had mentioned before, uh, before we started the, the conversation was, um, you know, what, what are these things that, that give us this impression, this idea of being not good enough of, or of what we are doing is not, um, is not enough. And, you know, I think that we're, to a large degree, we're staring into the face of this thing of comparison. Um, you know, looking at uh, what, what others are doing, what others have done. Um, and there's a lot of really cool avenues and threads that we can pull at um, just, in, just in that. Um, but I think just taking a little bit of time to, to talk about this thing of comparison, which is something that we are always doing. We are always comparing this to that. And there can be some, some value um, on practical levels of comparing. But uh, I think that when it comes to the conversation that we're having about are you good enough? Are we, are, are we good enough? Comparison is such a, um, is such a toxic, uh, and, and dangerous game to, to start getting involved in. Uh, and I actually kind of want to go back into uh, some of the analogies that, that you were, you were talking about, like as far as, you know, like the flowers or the trees, or, you know, we look at, um, it, it's kind of an absurd thing for us to look into nature and think of, you know, things like trees and flowers comparing themselves to each other. You know, it's like, it, it, it is kind of an absurd thing to think about because we think, well, no, but of course they're, 
they're they're just different things. They're just supposed to be what they are. That thing is supposed to be the flower that it is. That thing's supposed to be the tree that it is. That thing's supposed to be the the vine or the bush or the you know whatever it is. And you can find that all over the natural world, the the tremendous variety that that exists. Um, and there's no there's no sense of of one being better than the other. And I think that 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 goes for us as as people as well. Um, you know, we, we dishonor ourselves a, a, a great degree when we are comparing ourselves and our lives to that of another person. And I think that it takes us further and further away from being able to um, be aware of what we are called to do, what we are called to, um, to sort of blossom into, to, to, borrow off of that metaphor for a little bit longer. Um, but we, we, we're getting in the way we're interfering with the process of who we are, um, when we get into the game of, of comparison. And I think that that's worth, worth noting. It's a good point. I mean, I think comparison is the path to like, I, 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 this wasn't from me. This is like a, a saying that's already out there, but it's like, it's like the path to depression. It's like the path to all sorts of negatives, right? Just compare yourself to others and you feel like shit because the, the, at the end of the day, there's always going to be somebody who has something that you don't in some way more or better. You know, it's like, um, you, and you can be like, you, you can, there can be so much good, but you, but comparison is often about like oh you find the negative right and then on the other turn it's like by comparing yourself to another and saying well I'm better than them because of this that that breeds a whole other negative side of stuff right so comparison's just this it's a really like dangerous like way to go you know mm -hmm. I think comparisons in in interesting in the sense that I mean. <laughs> comparison kind of can make you sometimes go like, okay, well they're doing this and I'm doing this. So maybe like, maybe I can kind of learn from them. Maybe I can, can grow. Like if you use it like a, a, a sense of a, a helping you kind of improve yourself or helping you see like, you know, maybe what I'm doing isn't as effective. Maybe I can kind of take some lessons from this. You can use it in a good way. But I think a lot of the time we use it in a, in a, in a, not a good way. And I think like, you know, flowers aren't comparing themselves to each other, but we're comparing them to each other. You know, like, it's like, oh, I like lilies more than dandelions because lilies are prettier and, you know, like whatever. But, um, but again, that's an opinion. It's an opinion. Right. And it's like, um, these, these opinions are just, you know, like, do they work against us? You know I mean? I think that's the key thing. Like, cause your opinion of yourself, right. Is if it's making you not feel good enough, then it's working against you. Right. And like, maybe it's, maybe life isn't about having like opinions. It's about acceptance. It's about like embracing what is and working with that and working within that. And I mean, I don't know, like it, I think it's, it's, it's challenging, right? Because like enacting, you know, to go back to that for a second, like, you know, there's other actors and you look at them and you're like, well, you know, they got, 
they dress this way and I'm only dressed this way, or they look this way. And I, you know, I don't look like them, you know, or they really look the part, like, what am I doing here? You know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. all this shit, you know, it all goes through our heads, right. In, in some form or another, but what we're failing to see when we're doing that is that there might be something in us that although unusual, although unique, although uncommon might be the, the most incredible thing if it was just owned as it was. And the other thing is it kind of begs the question, like when you think about acting, for example, you know, there's these like stereotypical type of casting roles. And I think that from a business side of view, you know, you're going to get stereotypical casting. You're going to get certain things like that, that will commonly happen because, um, you know, they want the audience to not have to think too hard. And there's a certain kind of product service based part of the business. Right. And I think art can be like that. It's not art. It's a, it's a business, right. That that's the business side of it. But sometimes there can be a very uh, unique opportunity and you just don't know when it's there. And that's why like being truthful and being yourself and saying like, I'm enough and like going with that you might find out that there's opportunities that have just been overlooked because you've been too busy comparing yourself, thinking about like, well, this person's more right for it. But what's that based on? It's only based on what you think you know, what you think you've seen. So the the art of it, you know, if we go back to that, is the art of it is that you don't know. And you got to kind of trick your mind into and that's even for acting. Like you got to trick your mind into, into not thinking that you know what this moment is supposed to be. You need to mm-hmm. trick yourself into like, what if it's something that none of us know? What if it's discovered in the moment? And, and what if your very self is a discovery, you know, that people are waiting to discover, but you're so busy trying to be someone else, comparing yourself to someone else that no one can ever discover you because you're just trying to be a copy of something. And someone's already that so you're copying it is not as good it's 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 um a forger of something right yeah yeah and and um i'm glad you yeah you that you brought it into into this into this direction because um you know i think that this is this is maybe opening up kind of a a bit of a sub conversation of this but I, i think it's related um you know in that this is something that uh we do a lot in in i don't know just as a humanity in our culture um i would i don't know if it's more a western world thing or not but um this is something that that you can definitely observe happen having happen a lot and we'll we'll just continue with with the acting thread because we know it well and and it's the easiest sort of metaphor to grab onto um but it's an interesting thing where throughout time great actors have have come along whether on stage or on screen and you know they do things that are just so remarkable things that uh, you know performances that just take your breath away moments that that just sort of shock that just shock you and stun you in, you know, where you sit. And I promise you that those 
actors in those moments were all in a space of that trust that we're talking about of it's like, okay, I'm enough. This is enough. Whatever is happening is enough. And in that space, something incredible comes out of it. And then what inevitably happens is that somebody observes that, right? Somebody sees that thing and they're like, oh, how did they do that? And, you know, there's, there's something, uh, I won't say that there's not something honorable about trying to understand how somebody does it, but there's always a certain component that is missed out on, you know, because someone's trying to understand it looking back at it retroactively. You're trying to understand something from memory that was done in a moment, that was done out of an impulse that cannot be recreated, and then trying to somehow find a way to recreate it. And there are certain things you you can learn from doing that, but you can never actually do the thing. <laughs> through that process you know the only way for for that thing to happen again is for there to be that level of um attention once again that that sort of uh abandonment to, to and and surrender to um that moment that movement of of what is going on and even then it won't it won't be quite the same. It'll be something else. Um, but it could be something better, right? It could be something even better. And that's something that you had, you had mentioned, uh, before yeah. maybe, maybe you should well, get into that. Sure. Um, uh, I mean, I, I remember what I said because it, it's like when we're chasing the past or we're chasing a moment we had as an actor, you know, for example, or we're chasing some, some great relationship we had in the past, it, it makes an assumption that that was the best and that was the best it could ever be. And that's the problem. The assumptions are usually the problem, you know, that these things we're trying to do, the, the assuming that it is the best doesn't make room for what's possible. doesn't make room for something that could be better. It doesn't make room for something that could be new. And I think that, when you, when you look at like movies, for example, we don't necessarily, although we like have the Oscars and, you know, things like that, and we compare stuff, we don't really care that one thing is better than the next. We think we do, but we don't. What we, what we care more is that something's new and profound. And the thing is, is that when a movie is in the Oscars, you know, there's a whole bunch of political shit about that, but like when a lot of the time, these movies that we notice, there's something new, there's something about them that has something new for us that makes us kind of go like, wow, wow, that's cool. You know, and some movies, you know, maybe not so much and some art pieces, maybe not so much, but at the end of the day, like movies get made and they get made and they get made. But the thing is, is like, we're often looking for something new and you know there's this whole thing in like the movie industry and i mean i, I feel like i know it somewhat well but like <laughs> you know you, it's very difficult to make something like something else 
and have it be held at like super high acclaim. You can make something that's like something else, but it usually gets put on like lower grade outlets, like movie of the week, you know, um, this kind of stuff that's almost like very, um, like lower grade content, you know, and the, the high grade content, the stuff that's really special, the stuff that like people really notice, the stuff that kind of like, oh, and this year they made that movie or that show, that stuff has something new about it. It has something unique. And although if you look at it 10, 15, 20 years later, it doesn't necessarily, it's not so new because people have kind of replicated it and copied it out a lot. Um, at that time, because it was new, it had a certain kind of freshness to it that like all the other copies don't really have, you know? And I think this is the thing about kind of this talk is like, like, for example, here's a show. Let me just give an example. There's an HBO show called Oz, which if you watch it, it's super dated. And it's like, man, like shows have gone so much better in my opinion than this show. But at the time when Oz came out, which is a show about being life in prison, it was very new. It was very edgy and it was very like one of a kind. And it obviously captured a lot of people's attention and it was, you know, kind of special and unique. You know, now we've had movies and we've had a lot of documentaries and other things come out about prison that um, it's not so cutting edge anymore. But at the time, there was a cutting edge element about it. And I think that, you know, kind of accepting that what you're doing is enough gives yourself a chance to like tread new territory because just because you haven't seen it before, doesn't mean that it's not fucking awesome and incredible and engaging. Yeah. Yeah. All wonderful points, Brandon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, to, to, I think you brought that back around a nice context of, of what Maybe. we're all talking about. No, no, no. I think like, <laughs> again, we kind of, it was, it was sort of a, a little sort of sub conversation to this, but it's related um, because we're, we're talking about like, you know, um, you know, who we are is enough and kind of what, what happens when, when that falls away, when we lose that sense of like, Hey, who well, I'm enough. Right now, whatever is happening is enough. It's enough for you to to respond and do whatever you need to do. Um, because when we don't think that, that's when when we start getting into the game of copying and mimicking and and as I said that that always that always comes off as being somewhat disingenuous. You know, like it's it's something that 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 we pick up on it's like there's something a little bit disingenuous about this about what this person's doing you know in in whatever you know sphere it's occurring in um it, we can recognize also, that it also becomes a commodity with copy you know it's yeah. it's not it's not a proprietary special thing it's 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 a copy it's a commodity it's like i can get this anywhere and i can get it for cheaper you know it's like don't commoditize yourself you know you're 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 a special fucking thing, you know, like um, not because you're better than anyone else, but because you've lived a life and you have a certain experience and you have certain things inside of you that have a certain flavor and combination of, of elements that make it one of a kind. And the, the shame is, is that most people will never share that with the world. I mean, I, I don't, 
I don't mean to be bleak and I'm not trying to be, but I think that mm-hmm. most people will just never share their true essence with the world. And that's the big shame. Right. Yeah. And I think like when we, we, we have these conversations, you know, finding your path, claiming your path, you know, embracing your path, all this stuff that we talk about, it's all about what if you let your, your true essence, your, your spirit, your, your higher self, what if you let that live this life? What if you let that thing out? What, what might happen? And nobody knows, but it would probably be pretty fucking incredible if you just did, if you just got out of the way of that thing and let it push you, pull you, do whatever it had to do to get you to walk down or go down or run down or jump down or leap down this path that it has, you know, um, man, I don't want to cut you off, but I have to say this one thing I had to, I have this friend and she shared with me, she shared with me, you know, sometimes I go through these really hard times and I just don't want to talk to anybody. And I'm super sad. She just told me about like, I feel depressed, blah, blah, blah. She kind of go, went through it. And, and, you know, and I just, when I'm going through it, it's really hard. And I was like, you know, what if that's what your higher self, your spirit like needed, needs to go through so that it can find something about itself. What if it needs that? And what if you're doing that for it? And she was like, I really like that. That's a great perspective. And I think the thing is, is it's kind of a Buddhist perspective, but it's kind of like, if you separate yourself from the experience you're having, like maybe you feel doubt, but what if you looked at it like, I'm watching myself experience doubt. Like if you separate yourself from that, you know, if you keep moving yourself away from being in it, you might look at that and go like, there's, there's a wisdom that you're learning. And when you're in it, like when you're in a breakup, it's very hard, but when you're away from a breakup or you're, you're looking at a friend in a breakup or your breakup has been like long past and time has healed it. You have a new perspective, but you can do that instantaneously. You don't have to, you know, so if you don't feel good enough right now, why not separate yourself from the person who doesn't feel good enough and watch yourself not feeling good enough, you know, like look at yourself and go like, well, what if me not feeling good enough is helping me find a sense of humility, helping me find a sense of, you know, um, compassion and love and care and a, and a sense of understanding what other people might be going through. You know, it doesn't, you know, a great life doesn't always have to feel good, you know, but if you kind of, if you're not just chasing feeling good, if you're, if you're chasing kind of like connectedness and you're chasing like, uh, I don't know, discovery and curiosity these moments become kind of like oh this is just life this is just part of the experience part of the journey yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's you bring up some really interesting stuff in that um you know it's it's going a little bit into some of like the the rabbit hole here um but you know there's the there's this thing of that a lot of people have heard of Maybe you haven't, but, you know, the flow state, right? And um, it's something that, you know, I've experienced in in a lot of different forms, but essentially this flow state, which is not a woo-woo thing. It's uh, it's something that's actually being studied to a great extent because we're like, this is actually um, a realm of 
human experience. This is a realm of um, within our within our consciousness, and essentially the this flow state is um, is something that is kind of in, inferred in in a lot of stuff like you know in Buddhism and in Eastern traditions, but this idea of um, there's no longer a, a separation between you know you doing the thing between you and and whatever is going on but essentially the yourself drops drops away and there's just only there's no sense of of you doing something there's just there's just doing there's just the action um and that's sort of that state that um that can happen and and it can happen in you know acting and in sports and and things like that but um it's it's i believe it's that again that quality of um of attention you know and in that quality of attention you know when there's no when there's no sense of of me doing this thing of of I, you know, have to perform this scene and it has to be good so that I can feel good about what I did. And, you know, and when that whole um, sense of self-consciousness enters the picture, uh, whatever you're doing becomes very uh, complex um, and very confusing to be a part of um, because you're searching yourself you're searching your um your past experiences you're searching your memories for solutions to whatever is in front of you right now and the issue is is that the past can never fully meet the present it's it is it's incapable of of completely being able to respond to the present moment so when you can actually just respond to the present moment, memory disappears, you know, but it serves when it's needed to, you know what I mean? So like, um, as an actor, I can throw myself into a scene. I can throw myself into, um, yeah, into that situation and, and with the sense of like, okay, well, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do here. I don't know what the other person's going to do. Um, I can, I can enter into a scene in that way, but well, I still know my lines. I still know certain things that are, are, you know, are occurring within the scene. Right. So that stuff doesn't go away, but it's just, it's there floating in the background, you know, that, that, um, isn't something that I have to consciously be drawing upon. It it figures it, it itself out to a certain degree. It's but I think that part of the issue is that we're we're uh, to go back to this that we're I think we're trying to control too much. It's that sense of because when we try to meet the present um, full on, uh, you're meeting it it demands that you meet it with no sense of what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It, it means that you have to step into the unknown. And that's something that we've talked about a lot. And, but I mean, it's, um, 
it's something that means that giving up of control, which uh, is can be a really intimidating thing to to do. And in part, I think because of this whole thing of like being enough, being enough. Well, but I don't I don't know if I step into that unknown space if it will be enough. So I need to know that it will be enough. I need to know that I will be enough. And through that very act, through that whole mental strain and process that, you know, that I, I, I hope I've been articulating, but there's, there's so much mental exhausted effort in, in stuff that, that is, is most often meaningless, is completely trivial and, and unuseful. You can't meet that present moment and not being able to do that. The, the very thing that you're trying to, to reach gets further and further away from you. I hope that made sense. I feel like I was just like, I don't know if what I'm saying right now is making any sense whatsoever, but I'm, I, I tried. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think what, I think it does. I think the thing though is this stuff is like, as we go down these rabbit holes, what I'm realizing is that these very simple things can get really complicated really quickly and they can get confusing because I'm realizing that we're, sometimes we're talking about different strategies of trying to accomplish the same goal. And um, at the end of the day, I mean, I just want to be clear. I think being present in the moment and letting that moment be enough and almost riding by the seat of your pants is really kind of, that's the seat you want. That's the spot you want. You want to be there. You want to have the courage and the bravery and the willingness and the, and the joyful um, exuberance to just go and be like, let's see what the fuck happens and just try, you know, like when you're in that spot, you're going to probably hit flow. You're going to, you're going to find out, you're going to discover cool things can happen. Um, but, you know, flow, we like to talk about flow in this fairly like um, joyful, creative, like awesome state, but like, there's the other side of flow, which I've experienced as an, as an artist, which is like, you're fucking bawling your eyes out writing a scene. And, you know, for a person who's like not an artist and doesn't have a lot of like, say practice or comfort with their emotions, they might hit that and be like, Oh, this is the worst feeling ever. I got to fucking get rid of it. And they're just like trying to get away from it. And one thing about the artist is an artist will embrace sometimes an uncomfortable feeling and be truly in that moment because they know that by being in that moment, it's creating something beautiful. And the, the, the creating something beautiful is more important than the thing you feel in the moment. Um, so one of the things that I'm kind of like, as I do my coaching practice and, and helping people, cause like one of my big, my big goals and I guess my big um, passions in life is helping people to pursue their dreams. And, and like, you know, I just think it's the most important thing in the world. I mean, you know, I, I think that living a life of going after what truly ignites you is life. And I think without that, and the fact that a lot of us don't do that is just a big, great shame. And I think that everybody secretly wants to do that. And some not so secretly and some more so, but um, what I, try to do when I coach people and help people. And a lot of people ask me for advice 
is I try to just give them strategies on how to deal with the harder parts of going through this journey. And so when I mentioned like separate yourself from the person experiencing it, it's just a strategy to help you not get wigged out about feeling sad or feeling depressed or feeling scared. Um, Cause I think it, at the end of the day, you know, going through emotions like fear and sadness and anger, they're necessary. They're somehow necessary and you need them. So our culture does a lot of stuff to get us to avoid it and distract us from it. And I think that sometimes you're not going to be able to sit in the pocket of it. You're just not going to want to, but and it might destroy you. Like it might feel like it's destroying you when you're in it. But if you could just accept that you're, you're just experiencing it, like, like extreme fear, like being super scared. It's, it's very rare that you're actually in danger, but the feeling can feel as vivid as though you are. And just like sadness or depression, depression can feel like the end of everything, but it, it might just be a really low feeling. You might not actually be close to the end of everything, even though it feels like the end of everything. And so having a, an ability to sometimes like separate yourself from that moment. And I think like, this is maybe not so great for acting, but like in life, it, it's a way for you to like be in it and not, and not feel just like totally um victim to it you know um but you know man i mean this is difficult right i mean everybody struggles with not being good enough and i think at the end of the day what we're trying to do you and i is we're trying to have a conversation about um first if 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 you could accept the, the idea that you are enough as you are and that everything right now is enough which is a whole meal in and of itself. Mm -hmm. If you could do that, then you would resolve a lot of problems that you're probably experiencing. And then after we're, we've kind of made that point. Now we're trying to talk about how do you do it? What's it like? What are some strategies? You know, and I feel like if it was a simple thing to, to just give you like, do this, this, and this, and you're done, then this would be over. But we're more complicated than that. We have, we have, past histories. We have toxic relationships. We have um, unfulfilled dreams. We have all sorts of things going on that are competing with this proof that I am enough or you are enough, right? And we're all going through that. But I think the nice thing, and we can take solace in this, is that we're all kind of going through it together, which is kind of cool, you know? Yeah. 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 We're all, we're all fighting these um these battles of um yeah being being good enough feeling worthy feeling um like we're interesting like we're lovable like we're you know all of all of this stuff and um there's not an easy like we're 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 sure as shit not gonna gonna answer the <laughs> <laughs> you know, solve solve <laughs> yeah. this this answer for you here and now. I mean, there's been many people uh, far far wiser and more enlightened than uh, than either of us are. Not to our discredit, because we are good enough, you know. But <laughs> but I mean, 
it's it's one of those things that uh is 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 something that nobody can just tell you uh nobody can can just tell you and then that's enough or or maybe they can and that's just the thing that 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 makes you understand it for yourself but nobody can really give that to you it's it's not possible if it was possible then you know all of the great you know all of the great sages of history you know would have would have snapped us all out of this delusion <laughs> of of not being good enough a long time ago right but it's it's a journey that we um that we all have to take um and you know we've we've learned a few things about that and we're even discussing some of those things in in this talk right now of okay well what are these things that keep us from from feeling like we are enough um you know and most of it's bullshit you know most of it's a bunch of bullshit that we tell ourselves it's a it's a you know it's a bunch of meanings that we've we've created out of our experiences and our memories and how we've interpreted those things by the conditioning from our parents our culture our you know you know the 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 whole world you know we're 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 conditioned by all of these things and unfortunately so much of of our conditioning is uh you're not enough you're not good enough you're not smart enough you're not strong enough you're not fast enough you're not talented enough you're not rich enough hell you're not even poor enough in certain certain arguments yeah. you know what yeah. i mean um and i mean and it's just it, it's just it's insanity it's it's an absolute it's it's a it's a world of insanity that we're all uh that we're all caught up in that most of us are are caught up in and you know by becoming more aware of it by becoming more aware of the absurdity of this situation that we find ourselves in of you know all of all of the the things that we tell ourselves about who we are um in the context of of this not being good enough that it's all it's all made up honestly it's all a bunch of bullshit it's an easy thing to say it's another thing for us to know that and live that as a fact of life you know what i mean like we can understand this you know, I, I think that a lot of people listening to this, like we can all nod our heads and we can understand it on on a sort of intellectual level. It's like, yeah, it is. It is crazy. Like, you know, there and, and we can understand that why it's so problematic for us to to think this way, why it's so pro problematic for us to uh, in fulfilling our dreams and fulfilling the best of our talents and skills of as to, you know, why just allowing ourselves to be enough and to just allow ourselves to respond to the moment and and follow what we're being called to and drawn towards um we can we can see logically and rationally why that's a better way of living our lives but we still won't do it mm -hmm. you know but maybe you know we begin to create some momentum we begin to create a different story um 
that starts to move us, uh, in, you know, shift the direction a little bit. It starts to move the poles, you know, that guide our lives and that guide the way that we make decisions in our lives. And, you know, and eventually maybe we, we stumble into, into a day where we do finally say like, Hey, I am, I am actually good enough. And that's not, that's not just something I, I say to myself in the mirror in the mornings anymore. You know, that's just the, that's just the fact of my, my life now. And now I'm, I can, get on with living, you know, and, and, um, and, and letting that take me wherever it's going to take me and wherever that takes me is enough too. It will be enough. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we bit off a lot to, to, to uh, <laughs> we bit sure off a did. lot to, to chew. I mean, isn't, isn't that it though? I mean, isn't, isn't that it? you know, so we can get on with this thing. So we can get on with life, you know, like, is this like, how much is just being held up by not feeling good enough? I mean, you don't go for the person that you really want. You don't do the things you really want. You don't live the way you really want because, you know, why don't we just get on with it? Why don't we just go for the, go for these things, you know? Um, and I think, as I think about this more, it all seems to me like it's, it is a control problem, but when I hear control and the control problem, it's like an ego problem, you know, because you're not, you're not who you think you are. And I know that's a fucking another rabbit hole to dive down, but like, you're, you're really not who you think you are. You, you might think, you know, who you are, but that's just a series of decisions that have kind of, you know, you've kind of committed yourself to. And um, and sometimes it works, but sometimes it pigeonholes you into something. And I think that, you know, you, you got to kind of at a certain point, just decide, like, look, is this way that I've decided to be who I'm deciding that I am? Like you, cause you did, you kind of made that, is it working? And if it's not working, you know, um, you're enough to be able to change it. And look, I know this because like, um, I mean, it's a silly example, but it's, but it's a good example. And I, you know, whatever, like, I think some people will relate to it and they can, they can, they'll resonate with them. It's not, it is what it is. But like, look, when I was like 17, 18, I remember I would be in an acting scene with an actress or something and, you know, you're you're paired up with people who are like on television and shit and they're just gorgeous. And I'm just talking, I remember this one scene partner and I'm paired up with her and we're doing an acting scene in class. And I was just so like intimidated and like, you know, like fucking couldn't talk, couldn't do anything, stupid little mess, you know? And I just looked at, myself is just not even in the same world and like and and it was it was so made up because first of all she wasn't looking at me that way but when I was acting all weird and awkward she was probably after a while kind of like what the fuck's with this guy you know what I mean because the thing is is like when you're acting like you're not enough people have to respond to that they have to deal with that you know you're making them deal with the fact that you're insecure 
you know, cut to a few years later after I kind of worked through my shit, like I just decided, like, I don't want to be that kind of person. I don't want to be the guy that's like shaking in his boots all the time, you know? <laughs> and I mean, it's such a silly thing, but like, and, but I think the guys will relate because guys go through this with women. Like we just constantly don't feel like we're enough. And like, you know, we look at a, we look at a woman and I'm sure women go through it in their own way, but I'm not a woman. So I don't know exactly what it's like for them. But I know as a guy, like sometimes you look at a, a woman and you're just like, Oh my God, or she's just so cool. Or she's got like a personality. It's not all about looks. It's just maybe she's doing something or she's a certain way. And you're just like, I don't know what she'd ever see in me. But I just decided like, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that, that, that can date that kind of woman. I want to be the guy that can hang with that kind of woman. I want to be the kind of guy that, you know, and I just decided that that's what I was going to do. And it wasn't like overnight, but you know, Evan, you know, <laughs> you, you saw me in my twenties, you saw what my <laughs> life was like. I became the guy, I became the guy that could date the models and date the actresses and do all this stuff. Um, I figured it out, but you know, you just kind of got to accept. And I'm not just speaking to the, speaking to the guys. I'm speaking to the men and the women. I'm just a guy and I'm relaying my guy story, but like, you got to just decide I'm enough and I'm allowed. I'm enough. And I'm allowed, I'm allowed to, to live. I'm allowed to have things that I want. I'm allowed to play in that arena that I don't think I belong in. And you just got to decide that you get to, and you know what I found is when I decided that people didn't refute it, they accepted it. In fact, they didn't just accept it, they embraced it. And then there was a certain point where I remember people were looking up to me and they were, and people were telling me they were nervous about being around me because they thought I was so special. And I was just like, fucking what a, and I got that because I remember being the person looking at someone else. And I'm just talking about this girl. I'm talking about, sometimes I look at a man who was super successful or he, you know, he had something and I'd look at him and I'd be like, God, like, why, why would this guy ever want to talk to me? You know, but we all have to go through this, you know, it's like, and then you might find that if you just accept that you're enough, you might be on the other side of it, but maybe it was good that you didn't feel good enough at a certain point, because then you see and you understand that, we're all going through the struggle, you know, um, mm -hmm. we're all working through it. So I just say like my best advice on any of this is like, and it's a good reminder for me even now, cause it's like, you just got to decide like, look, do, do I want to, do I want to, do I want to be enough? Do I want to have that life? Do I want to hang in that arena? Do I want to play in that playground? Well, you got to just decide I do and I belong and I'm going to, embrace whatever this is that I am and I'm going to work with it and, and, and try and figure out. And look, man, I mean, in my own little way, I'm, I'm living proof. It's possible. Like, you know, I'm talking here a lot, but I can just tell you, like, if people saw me at 17, if, if they're, if they could see what that was like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the growth, man. Oh, the change, all oh, the, the evolution, man. Like, and it's just like, you know, you just got to decide, like, I'm going to, I'm going to just accept that I, you know, and I, there's still more for me to work through. I think there always is, but like, um, you know, you really just got to decide like, Hey, look, 
I'm enough as I am. And I'm going to work with this. I'm not, I'm not going to try to be anything other than what I am. And you might find out that it's pretty fucking special, you know? Yeah. I think that, um, you know, some of the things that I heard in, in what you were saying was that, that were interesting for me is that for one, you know, no, nobody was telling you that you couldn't, Yeah, <laughs> you know, like as much as <laughs> we can build that up, you know, like people are sitting there, you know, judging you, um, but really not, not in any important, meaningful way was anybody saying that you couldn't or that you weren't worthy. Um, so it really just illustrates the fact that, you know, how much we truly are our own worst enemy, you know, like really who, who works, who works harder against us than we do? <laughs> Nobody. I'm telling you, like, I don't think there's anybody in the world unless you've somehow started the most insane rivalry that, that humanity has ever seen with somebody. Nobody is more against you than you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what some of the, what you're saying just made me think of and, and reminded me of. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, like, the, that's kind of the crux of the problem, right? It's like, we are, we, we just, we work so hard against ourselves and we think we know something, you know, about ourselves. That's the problem. I actually think that's the problem that we think we know ourselves, that we think we know something about ourselves. I mean, look, I do think that if you decide like, Hey, like I want to build myself into this, I want to be uh, funnier. I want to be more at ease. I want to do these things. I think you can build yourself towards something, but it's all made up. You made it up and you can unmake it, you know? And I was a nervous wreck when I was 17, the shy, nervous, shaken in his boots kid um, who didn't think he belonged and couldn't even understand why someone not only like looked at him twice, but even like remembered him. Like I shared the story on the podcast. I remember someone saying like, oh, you weren't at the party. And I was like, you noticed that? Like to me in my head at the time, I was so unforgettable like, no, so forgettable. I mean, so forgettable. And so like unimportant that I didn't even think people cared that I showed up somewhere. So, you know, not being like, not feeling you're not enough is it's you're making that up. And that's the thing that we got to break down. We got to like take ownership of the fact that like, look, you made up that you're not enough. You're the one who compared yourself. You're the one that decided you know, and you can undecide, you can change that. You can decide that you are enough. You can decide that you do matter. You can decide that you are important. And I think, and I think that I'm also living proof that if you start acting that way and living that way, you will start to notice that people grant you that. And they probably already were giving it to you, but now you notice it because now you're like, Hey, I matter. And then you start to realize like, People are like, yeah, you do matter. You always did, but <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. you taught me that too, man. I mean, I think about our friendship, like, you know, we reconnected at a certain point and, uh, and, and I realized like, shit, I, I mattered more to you than I realized, you know? And, and it's like all these things that we have about not being good enough, they're, they're just, they're just, 
in our own heads and we got to kind of like root them out. They're like weeds, you know, we got to just pull them out and like create a new garden. You know, if you want to use that analogy, like mm-hmm. grow new fucking bunch of plants. Like you're not just one seed, by the way, you're also a, you're a fucking garden of seeds. You're, you're a garden of potential, you know, and you get to plant what you want and you get to rip out. If you don't like a, a plant that's in your garden, you can just rip it out and start again. You know, yeah. you can be like, no, that's fucking over. I'm done with that. I'm not doing that anymore. That story is done. That is over. You just pull it out of your garden and you plant a new thing. And yeah, it might just be dirt and a seed in the beginning, but like it's growing because you planted it and you're making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. Soapbox, huh? Soapbox. <laughs> soapbox time. What are you drinking, well, bro? Uh, you know, I'm just, I, I, I was, uh, admittedly, uh, a little bit, um, lazy this, uh, this past week. So I didn't get anything new from what I had last week. So I'm, okay. uh, I'm still drinking, uh, Stanley Park, uh, it's a Stanley Park hazy, hazy pale ale. I think there might be another name that they gave it, to, but it's a, it's a hazy pale ale, Stanley Park brewing. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's great fantastic yeah like i like i said last week i always like a hazy pale ale and i'm sure you did too well um this one is a uh limited release so you might not be able to get it um or you might be able to get it at a certain time of the year which is spring by the way um you can only get it if you're good enough yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you really want it and it's not available, go to Twin Sales Brewing and say, hey, yo, Twin Sales, make single life. Because I heard about it on a podcast and it sounds awesome. (laughs) 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 Um, And they probably will, because you know what? Their brewery and breweries are usually pretty cool. Um, But here's the thing. Single Life is an IPA with Citra, Simcoe, and Mosaic. I have no idea what that is. It's a bunch of different hops. If I'm is not it? mistaken, oh, yeah, okay. those are all different all right. hops varieties. All right. Well, this beer is pretty good. It is hoppy. Um, it's it's very like, I don't know if this is the right word, but like meaty. Like it's like got like a lot of like, um, like it's got a lot of particles in it. You can kind of see it. Like you're like, what? yeah, it's like a soup. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wow, it's like a, it's like a broth. Anyway, it doesn't taste like a broth, but (laughs) (laughs) it tastes pretty good. It's, it's pretty solid beer, but I thought it was funny, the single life. And uh, it has a little like a video game controller on it. I'm just thinking, uh, you know, cause it's like, there's so many different breweries like that do so many different weird experiments. And I'm just thinking of like, come try our beef bouillon IPA. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, ooh. Yeah. I don't know what I think of that. Um, I don't know. Somebody a would crab like brisk it. ale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oof. Oof. I, I don't know. That might be okay. That Who might knows? be okay. Maybe. Who knows? Crab All brisk right. is delicious. <laughs> Side note: I've had yeah. it. It um, is. No, I've 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 had yeah. something along those lines. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, let's let's wrap this one up. Let's let's um let's finish off with some with some comments here. Um, 
this was a cool conversation. It wasn't necessarily at all what I, I thought it would be necessarily or expected it to be. But I, I think that um, we got into some really, some really, some really interesting stuff. So um, this whole thing of being good enough, just to reiterate, I think that we can all hopefully have, have started to see how, how kind of a nonsense root this whole thing is, you know, of not being good enough, you know, like whenever you catch yourself having a thought that's, that's along those lines or a thought that, um, kind of gives away that, you know, at its root is this thing of, of like, Oh, I'm not enough. I'm not, I'm not good enough. Uh, you know, it's a consciously change that, that thought pattern, catch those thought patterns and change that, um, that you are good enough because by accepting the more and more that we can accept that we are enough, um, the more, the more freedom that, that we, we have in our lives, the more joy that we have in our lives, um, you know, and that, you know, and we didn't necessarily talk about this, but, you know, when we say that we're good enough, it doesn't mean that we, we suddenly just stop. You know, I think that I don't want anyone to think that that's at all what we're implying here, because it doesn't mean that you just stop, that you stop trying, that you stop pursuing things, that you stop learning new things, that, that that's not at all. But when you say that you're good enough, it means that in some cases, it means that you know what, I am going to take that class in something. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you just stop learning. It, it can indicate that you go and actually take that chance at doing something, you know, at growing in a way that you've always wanted to go and do. It helps you to actually connect to what is meaningful and important for you to do and, and, and helps to provide direction for yourself and clarity for yourself as to what is actually important for you in your life. You know, we can only start to really understand that and and what it is that we want to do and even what we're what we're supposed to be doing in this life. That only comes through the more and more we accept ourselves for who we are and that we accept that we are good enough. And that um I mean, what a what a powerful thing. What a powerful thing for us to become more and more and more in contact with that. And it's not necessarily something uh, you know, that you're going to figure out, you know, in the next day or the next two days, it might be something that, you know, you've got to work at for a little while, but the more that we, the, the closer we get to that thing, the, I don't know, the closer we get to that thing, I think that it just opens up, um, it just opens up our lives to, to whatever they're supposed to be. Oh man. I love that. You know what I love the most about what you said? And I think it's a great thing for people to walk away with. It's about, you said it's about getting in contact with being good enough. I think that's what this is really about. It's, it's about you 
and I and everybody, let's get in contact with what it's like to be enough. And let's start taking action and making decisions from that place. And let's, let's build a relationship with, if we were enough, let's build a relationship with what that would mean, what would that would take, what, what kind of way we would live, how we would conduct ourselves with the premise that we are enough. And, you know, being enough doesn't mean that you have to be the best. It doesn't mean that you have to have all the skills. It doesn't mean that you um, are even in the same arena to compete with the top tier people that you're imagining. It's that you're enough right now for whatever is needed. And, and that will be enough to get you to the next place, the next place, the next place. And if you just get in contact with what it's like to be enough, to do whatever it is that you want to do and, and, and go for it, I think that's the key. So um, that, that's a big part of my takeaway just from what you said. And actually now from this whole conversation, I want to kind of put forth an idea that I've, I, I heard once and it's stuck with me, which is that the, it's, it's along the lines of the greatest shame is not that people go for their dreams and they're not able to achieve them. It's that they never even try. And I think not good enough is what makes you not try. So if you go for this stuff, if you, if you go with the premise of, of being good enough, and you look at it like, look, I need to build this skill. I need to learn this thing. I need to figure this out. But you understand that you're enough. You're the kind of garden. You're the kind of person. You're the kind of thing that can do that. Then I think that that gives you everything that's necessary to figure it out. So, you know, yeah, I mean, maybe we didn't come to some like perfect little answer here with this conversation. Maybe we didn't just solve the problem, but I think it starts with you getting in contact with being good enough and then looking at it and going, if I build a relationship with being good enough, what would I do? What would I try? What would I dare? Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.